earlier this spring, Jeff Halfley said he's going to take a much bigger role on this defense. On today's show, we're going to talk to Jeff Halfley again and talk about what he meant by that and what he envisions for his defense and a whole lot more in our special two-part episode with Boston College's head coach. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Joining us again is Jeff Halfley, head coach of the Boston College Eagles. So this year, it's a bit of a change. You're replacing both coordinators with pairs of uh, core co-coordinators. And you also named Rob Jasinski as the head of head coach of the offense. I'm not sure, Jeff, if you've talked about this publicly, but can you tell us, you've, you've talked about you taking a larger role on the defense. Can you speak to what that means exactly? And how has your uh, role and how you vision the coaches and coordinators changed from year to year? And what have you learned uh, about you know, as a head coach, how these jobs are kind of uh, working out, uh, you know, over the first three years. Yeah, you, you got to have trust in your coordinators. I mean, I think getting Chud to come, getting Chud to become an on-the-field coach and kind of oversee the development of the scheme and the offense. I'm not sure anybody, I think Mitch might, because he seems like he watches football and reads about football and doesn't do anything but football. I don't know if anybody has truly understood understands how big of a hire that was um you know you get an ex-nfl head coach so so aj when he's in front of that room and i'm in the back because i'll i'll go to offense meetings defense meetings special teams meetings i'm in all of them when i'm sitting there and he's up there doing install i mean that's a, that's a head coach in front of a room i mean the guy's been a head coach right so that experience it's just the way he handles the room and the way he teaches and the way he develops i mean it's incredible and that that's very helpful for me. I bring in a guy like Paul Rhodes, who has head coaching experience. It's the same thing when he gets up in front of the room. I was a head coach at Iowa State for seven years and coordinated at a high level. Um, so having guys like that is very helpful. Me with the defense, um, I mean, I, I've been a defensive coach, AJ, my whole life, right? I, I went to Ohio State. I implemented the scheme that I believed in, and we did some good things. I came here in the first two years. I mean, we really flipped a lot of the numbers, a lot of the numbers. We were we were top 30 in scoring defense. We were the number two pass defense in the country. And I think last year, I don't think we I don't think we coached well enough and and certainly we didn't execute on the field well enough either. Um, now I think we played way too many possessions. I think if you look, we were on the field a lot. Uh, still could have played better. That 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 is not okay. Um, but it's my scheme. And the details are really important to me and that's, I need to get back to that. And I'm putting more time into that. Um, now that I feel comfortable, really comfortable with what's over there, right. Total belief. I need to get back to the details and the fundamentals and my energy and my motivation and my vision of what it's supposed to look like. And that's where my mindset is right now. And I cannot wait to get going again. I have not been this re-energized and excited to get back into coaching defense. And I have been fired up every morning when I walk into the office about it. And then you get a czar, a coach czar who has been with me and loyal for all this time and really knows the scheme and knows the back end that he's so good with the players in the meeting room. And then Sean Duggan, who I think is one of the brightest young stars who processes at such a high level. I mean, those guys know my scheme 
So rather than bring someone in and all of us teach them the scheme, let's go, right? I'm going full speed ahead. And let's bring in a guy who's a mentor of mine and Paul Rhodes has head coaching experience, has coordinator experience. Let him try to pick it apart a little bit, poke holes in it, because he ain't afraid to tell me anything. Shoot, I mean, he's, he's a guy who hired me first. Um, but at the same time, he's going to be loyal and have my back and bring in new ideas and new energy. And let's put it all together and let's see where it can end up. So that's what I mean by that, AJ. But I really feel good about immersing myself in that. Now, Mitch, you asked me earlier, what are some things that I've learned? I'm not getting away from the offense. That's not what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. In their meetings, I'm going to give my input. I'm going to know exactly what's going on. It's just going to take me more time and effort to do everything I can. Um, and I am fully invested in that. Now, you want to talk about comfort? I'm going to tell you about bird dogs. Bird dogs are a brand of apparel that just are unmatched. I have a, two pairs of bird dog shorts. They're khaki shorts. They're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. I, I am telling you, like, they're not stiff. They're not restricting. I feel comfortable. I can wear these hiking. I can wear these paddle boarding. I can wear them everywhere. And they use an anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So what you need to do is go to birddogs.com slash locked on and enter pro co promo code locked on college for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on college for a free Yeti style tumbler. You don't want to take your bird dogs off. I promise you that. So you brought up a little bit, but last year, kind of the offensive line struggled. There's really no way to sugarcoat it. And the run game suffered because of it. So last year, when you're game planning on a weekly basis with an, with an offensive line that is plugging in converted defensive linemen and freshmen, how does that affect what you can do? Uh, because I know a lot of people watching the games are just like, oh, just run the ball, just figure it out, you know. Furthermore, and then furthermore, in general, how do injuries affect your ability to make adjustments both between games and in the middle of games? With the old line, it's it's the hardest. I mean, that is mm -hmm. the group that needs to play in unison. It's the group that needs to gain experience. I mean, you're coming off combinations, the guard and the tackle. There's got to be a feel for it and pass protection. You're picking up a twist or a stunt. And there's 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 some things, Mitch, that are communicated, but then there's mm -hmm. art. It's just a feel when you pass things off because you've done it so much, whether it's on a zone block, whether it's in pass protection, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and if you look, you know, I felt good after the spring when we, when we were playing spring ball last year, at this time, you had Kevin Klein at right tackle, Christian Mahogany at right guard, Drew Kendall at center, um, Ozzy Trapillo at left tackle. And then guys like Conley and everyone else were fighting their butts off for the left guard position. Um, or, and Finn, Finn's mm -hmm. fighting left guard position with Conley. And then obviously Mahogany goes down. So there goes our guard. Kevin Klein tears his ACL the second game of the season. Finn tears his labrum, I think, the third game of the season. Um, Drew Kendall tears his meniscus and breaks his left hand. And so all of a sudden now it's all those reps in the spring of those guys working together, they're gone. Mm -hmm. Now all of a sudden, who are we going to play at guard? And then we grab Dwayne Alec, who is tough and gave everything that he had and Jackson Ness and Trapillo stays in there. Drew's in and out. Um, so it's hard. It's probably the hardest thing that I've ever seen or had to be around in coaching where each week for the first, you know, I think weeks two through eight or nine, we had different guys out there in different spots, not because we wanted to, because we had to, we had Jackson Ness who never snapped the ball in his life. I mean, I love the guy. He went in against, he went in against Wake Forest and played center. He, didn't, he never played center in high school. 
Um, so let alone having experienced Mitch understanding how to play that position in high school and the guy had to go do it against Wake Forest, right? Um, so beyond every every coach that I talked to in this league, it's like, I don't know how you went through what you did last year up front. Your kids fought their butts off. Um, I hope you get healthy. It was one of those that I got tired of hearing and I didn't want to <laughs> even go across the field and have to deal with it. But But now the beauty of this is now totally different feel. And it's Christian Mahogany's back, who, in my opinion, could be one of the best guards in the country. Kevin Klein's back. Remember, he was our starting tackle last year, which people forget about. Kevin Klein will be back. Ozzie Trapillo's back, right? Drew Kendall was a freshman All-American, and he's healthy with his knee and with his hand. I brought in Kyle Hergel, who has been an all-conference player everywhere he's been. He might be the strongest guy on our team. And then you bring in Logan Taylor, who was a starting tackle at Virginia, now there's competition. Now there's competition between him and Kevin. And then there's still Jack Conley started every game, right? Dwayne Alec played. Jude Bowery, I think, is going to be a star, right? I mean, who else? I talked about Ozzy, but so now when you look at our offensive line, I mean, who started? It's There's competition. The spring was about, oh, my gosh, this guy's in with the twos today? That guy started every game for us last year, right? That guy's in with the threes? That guy started nine games for us last year. So now there's guys who have played, but you also have some all-conference players. And they're physical and they're tough and they have a chip on their shoulder because they're tired of hearing about it, and so am I. That's why I can't wait for the first game so we don't have to answer about the online questions anymore about everything that happened last year. Yeah, I know. We didn't want to harp on that one. No, too you're much. good. <laughs> it's real. Like, yeah, uh... like it's, it happened. So let's fix it and move on. But I think the addition of Logan – and Kyle being two college starters are two huge, huge, huge portal gets. The addition of Christian Mahogany coming back, I mean, guys, not only could he went to the draft, but you want to start when next time you have time, we talk about all the stories of everybody who called him and tried to get him too. Mm -hmm. Again, give the guys some credit for coming back. Uh, so, I want to ask this next one, AJ, just, and then we'll have, you can do the double next ones. Okay. So this year you're turning over a lot of secondary as well. And I've kind of detected, or at least I think that there seems to be a theme with these new players that, and some of them are still on the team from last year, but there's some transfers. So looking at the secondary, you've got guys like Elijah Jones, Cole Batson, uh, and you expect Victor Nelson, Alex Washington to come in and have big roles. And all these guys are very tall, very long players was and specifically for the transfer guys was that a strategy you were looking for like go out and get guys with length or was that just kind of like okay these guys fit with our system and it's just kind of a coincidence that they're all very tall very and I know Kari Johnson is kind of the outlier there but was that kind of just a coincidence or was that something you were specifically looking for it's always going to be something I'm looking for if you can mm -hmm. if you can find a guy with length who's good enough it helps shrink the field on defense at every position. Mm -hmm. That's very, very important, probably for most. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you that was like that's exactly what I was looking for. It just so happened that we got it. Okay. I'd, I'd be blatantly lying to you if I said I just went out and looked for length. It's <laughs> I looked for the right players who fit us, and I thought could help us win. Mm -hmm. Turns out that they all have length, which I absolutely love. But if you can get a guy like Mari Jackson, I'll take a whole defensive backfield mm -hmm. Mark Jackson. I mean, that, I think people are going to pretty, pretty quickly realize who he is. If you watch the spring game, I think you see a pretty talented guy. If you watch 
what he did against Clemson when I started him, you're going to realize he's a pretty good guy, but you bring in, you bring in uh, Alex Washington. He's got great size, great kid, smart, competitive. I think, I think he's primed to go and compete and, and hopefully have a really good year. Elijah Jones, you know, so thankful and grateful that he stayed. Another guy's been with me since year one, right? Now he could develop into one of the best corners, in my opinion, in the ACC and be a very good draft pick next year. Victor Nelson um, loved his ball skills and length and his instincts and his, I mean, the guy had nine picks last year and that's that you just don't do that by accident, right? Mm-hmm. You see that in the spring when he was picking a ball or two off every single day. Cole, you saw play last year. I'm a big Cole fan. Another guy with blank, great tackler, tough, very, very smart. Uh, Karee Johnson uh, from Arkansas is a guy that started a corner in the SEC, started nickel in the SEC, has played safety in the SEC. Um, and they're really, really good kids that fit the room and work hard and are really coachable. And it is a really fun group to be around that group. All right, Mitch, we have time for one more question. Do you want to pick the you, last you one? Got, you, you can go. I, I got, we got five more minutes, man. I'll be happy. Okay. To- All right, so I'll, I'll ask then. Uh, what position group are you most excited about going into the season? I, I can sense the incitement going into 2023. And who's the player you think fans need to be aware of in terms of how he contributes to the team success? Maybe a, t- a player that doesn't get a lot of the accolades, but you, during practice and, and training, see him working his tail off. I'm most excited about the O-line and the D-line. Um which, you know, I'm most excited with the O-line because we got guys back because there's a chip on their shoulder and they're talented and everybody thinks that they're awful. So that's why I'm most excited about them. And then our D-line, I mean, we got Sheeta back, Donovan, Edwin, Neto. I mean, we got some violent athletic defensive ends. I mean, that group has been developed and coached and they are relentless and play hard and are now bigger and physical donovan's up to like 255 in netto waiting to see this guy and edwin what he did at the end of the year as a freshman and then sheeta let's not forget about sheeta i mean that guy he looks like they're supposed to on sundays we just got he's got to stay healthy and go play and then the interior's just so much stronger i mean guys who played a lot like cam horsley and quan williams as a true freshman what he was able to do chris banks Nigel Tate's back. He's finally in good shape. His knee's better. He's 319 pounds. And then you enter George Rooks. And then you enter Caleb Jones, who we just picked up, right? I mean, so we got depth and we got strength and we got athleticism on the edge. Um, and then, you know, some of the other transfers talk about, like, I'm excited about the wideouts, you know? I mean, clearly the guys that we had, you look at you look at Joe Griffin and what Dino did last year. And then you, you look at... Um, Lewis Bond, no one really knows about Lewis. He's a guy I'm excited for people. And Jaden Williams is back after he missed time last year. And then you insert Ryan O'Keefe, who might be the fastest player we've ever had here. Um, yeah, and then we even just we just picked up the transfer quarterback. And I don't know if you guys have ever watched his highlight films, but you want to talk about competition and pushing people and making people work, watch this guy throw the ball and watch him run. Uh, so there is some excitement. I know people are mad and upset what happened. I get it. I mean, I'm, I'm more angry than anybody. I mean, it's all I've thought about for since ever, I, I haven't stopped thinking about it. And that's why I'm, that's why my energy level, my excitement, all that stuff. But guys, we got a good group of guys. We got a good team. Now we got to get better. We got to improve. We got to go prove it. We got to practice hard. We got to get better in training camp. Then we got to go win some games, but people should be excited. Let us, let them pick us last. 
Pick us last all day long. Go ahead. Who cares what anyone's picking us right now? None of that matters. And that's what I, hey, Mitch, you want to go back to what I've learned as a head coach? It don't matter what anybody says about you in the preseason. It doesn't matter what anyone says about your recruiting classes because no one wanted Donovan, right? You mm -hmm. get first, second, third, none of that matters. Let's go put the ball down and play, period. And that's where I've changed the most because I give a, you know, what about any of that other stuff now? So this will be the second to last question, but which defender is most excited to hit and or intercept Phil Dracovic in November? Ah, you got to ask the players that question. I'll stay out of that. <laughs> I like Phil. I have a great relationship with Phil. Still do. Um, you know, it, it was time. It was time for our guys and it was time for him to move on and we're excited for him. And I wish him well other than one week. And then we'll just, then we'll go, we'll go blitz him and see what we can do. All right. All right. Jeff Halfley, thank you for spending your time with us today. I know you have to run and uh, good luck with the upcoming season. All right, guys, anytime you talk, just let me know. I appreciate you guys all and anybody who's listening. Thanks. And um, I'll talk to you guys soon. All right. Take care. We'll be back in just a moment to talk about recruiting where the Eagles have landed two commitments tonight. Get excited. There's two new Eagles in the nest. This is Locked On BC, AJ Black. Thank you to all of you who have listened to Locked On BC. And if you're just checking out us out for the first time, if Jeff Halfley's interview is the first time you checked out on Locked On BC, we are a daily Boston College podcast, August through June. We're taking, uh, we're doing three days a week right now. But right now, huge news in the recruiting front for Boston College football as a team that had not landed a 2024 commitment in over 500 days landed two on Thursday night. The first news was Desmond Stevens, a safety out of Clarkston, Michigan, announced his commitment to BC. Ranked a three-star, a uh, who had Visit set up to Purdue and Louisville. He canceled them after a tremendous visit on Chestnut in Chestnut Hill last weekend. This is a big get, okay, folks. He's huge. He's almost six three, a big physical defender, and this is one you love to get. You if you've been waiting, you've been waiting for BC after a three and nine season to get somebody, anybody, and to get someone who is a higher three-star, who has big-time offers, that's a win right there. So Stevens is versatile. He, I mean, you could even you could even project him out to be a linebacker. He's so big. So this is good. This gives you a versatile defender who's physical, who can do a whole bunch of things. Jeff Halfley needed one of those. So this is number two. The other one was Christian Zamore from a couple months, uh, for almost a year and a half ago. This is number two in the class. Then later on in the evening, as right about when I was sitting down to record, Kamori Dixon committed. Now he's a linebacker from George Washington High School in Virginia, and he had offers too. I believe it was from Louisville and a few other bigger, pro, uh, smaller programs. He's been on campus a bunch. This was one that was not surprised. And hey. If you follow me on Eagle Insider, I had crystal balled both of these guys to BC, and I told you why. So you would have known exactly who was coming to BC, and this wouldn't have been a surprise at all. But Dixon is another... He's, these Both of these guys, what you're getting with Stevens and what you're getting with Dixon are guys that could are tweeners. They could either be a safety, they could be a linebacker. And so it's kind of all dependent on how the staff sees them when they get on campus. I was told that Stevens was going to be a safety and that Dixon was going to be a linebacker from when I talked to the staff. So that's kind of where I see it right now. But now we're up to three. 
Now, folks, you could take a big deep breath. For I mean, I was just looking the other day, and Pitt had 16, com- 16 commitments, right? BC was at one, and I was like, oh, man. We just interviewed Halfley, and, and recruiting is slow. But remember, Halfley in our interview said, we have three or four guys already in the first week. I have said, my prediction off of Eagle Insider, that there will be 10 from this group that's visiting in the month of June. I'm two there right now. Now, if you go over to Eagle Insider right now, on top of Dixon and Stevens, I have a primer for next weekend on guys I think could also commit. And there's like three or four more guys there. And there's the surprises, of course. Hey, I if, if you were to ask me last week, before the visits happened, if Desmond Stevens was going to commit to BC, I would have said no. I don't think he was I don't think he was a guy I would have picked to early commit to Boston College, but hey, I was wrong. I mean, he had I mean, he had visits set up to Louisville and Purdue. You just assumed he was going to take them, right? So there could be surprises and coming up, you got Gerby Lambert. You've got Henry Hasselback. You have four-star wide receiver Keandre Henry. You have four-star safety um Ronnie Royal who's down to NC State and, and, and BC. You don't know what's going to come up. If you go to Eagle Insider right now, you can sign up for a dollar. If you just want to check out June, check it out. I'm telling you, you're going to get hooked. I have so much freaking VIP content out there. You will be satiated with BC recruiting news that I think you'll love. All right? But I, I, I'm going to jump off now. Hopefully you enjoyed our podcast. Give us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're not on YouTube yet, get on that YouTube. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on Lockdown BC and like this video. And we will see you all again on Monday where I'm going to wrap up next weekend, this weekend's official visit weekend. Maybe have even more commitment news and a lot more exciting stuff going on here on Locked on BC.